Hello everybody and welcome back to Keeping On with Mackie and Kaiser. Tonight we are joined by Allison. She is a doctorate student getting her doctorate in uh, occupational therapy. And uh, she's also my girlfriend. And I'm Kaiser. I'm Mackie. Hey, I'm Allison, I guess. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys. Of course, yeah, welcome, of course. welcome to keeping on the constant journey of our lives. We yes. we talked about it being an adventure, but the journey is uh is where it's at for sure. Oh yeah, I uh, not to uh, you know brag or anything. I I did you know suggest the name, but oh, did you not All know right. that? I did not know that. Wow, Michael. <laughs> wow. All right, all right. Keeping keeping it close to the vest here. Uh, I see. I see. Just uh, hold on. Wanted to. I didn't say the truth here. I didn't say that you didn't come up with the idea. That's fair. Okay, fair enough. I feel like well, I said it was I much didn't. better than my idea. <laughs> I just, you know, thought about how much you guys like communicate by doing this whether it's in the planning or afterwards and all that kind of stuff and it's literally the way that you guys stay in touch and keep connected so kind of just stuck out to me yeah for sure and it's also like i don't know it's just it's nice to like check in you know like and and i almost thought about kind of making it a thing or talking to you about making it a thing where we ask each other at the beginning, how are you keeping on? Oh, I Ooh. like that. You should do it. So, Kaiser, <laughs> how you keeping on? Keeping on. We'll do Kaiser, well. then Allison, <laughs> and then me. Cool. I'm keeping on pretty good. You know, not much has changed. It's been two whole days since we recorded last. Um, just I like that turnaround. It's fun. Um, but yeah, not nothing too much. Finally got our chewy packages in. Or Molly, our cat. Whitney loves Chewy. <laughs> yeah, it took him forever to get. We ordered it on the eleventh, I think, eleventh or the fourteenth. Dang, um, so that's that's good. Two week turnaround. Yeah, it was ten to fifteen days. We're supposed to get it. We got it. We got our second package today, which was just the litter uh, box, and then we got our all of our other stuff yesterday. But it's pretty cool. The litter box is a lot bigger than we expected it to be we got one of those top entry litter boxes by iris um and i hope hope it works out good it's really big but hopefully the litter doesn't track as much anymore yeah and, uh, that's the yeah. thing we've been keeping the uh broom in the bathroom where her litter box is just to make it a little easier but yeah no, nothing's we, better than walking barefoot and getting kitty <clears throat> kitty sand all over your feet so you have the sand as well like the dust kind of not the dust but the little the small stuff the clumping seal yes okay yeah we yeah. uh as of late i've been going cheap and just getting like the big yellow bin and it's like oh. 15 bucks but you get like 40 pounds of it mm. and i mean the cats are still using the box so it, do it doesn't you know doesn't matter yeah, that's what we have too. Um, we've been seeing the ads on Facebook for this one that, like, it catches the litter and it goes into like a pan underneath it, or like another level, and then you can just like fold it in and dump it out of the that's thing. That's just the mat itself, not a litter box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mat. Did I? Yeah. Oh, nice. So like the tracking, that's not an issue. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna say... see. Yeah, you're going to see? Yeah, we're going to see if the... Because uh, the litter box itself has, like, little ridges whenever she jumps out that she would land on, hypothetically, and then would catch the litter. So we'll see if that works. If not, we'll probably get the mat. It's only, like, 16 bucks. So. Very cool. Yeah. Also Allison, a... how you been... Uh... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, he's not done yet, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, also got, like, a little water fountain that does water for her. she likes that for molly not for allison <laughs> <laughs> glad you specified that wow. uh, yeah um, 
obviously his life stuff. revolves around the cat now in case you can't tell <laughs> his well, entire figure... keeping on briefing being about things for molly fantastic that's the only thing that's really changed allison and i are great i figured she would talk more about what's going on with her i don't want to take her thunder because i think she has a little what i would say is she would also say so i don't want to take away so i'll take away from myself to give to what she, if she doesn't say it i'll say it so we'll just we'll, we'll go to the next the next one what a I way am, with words ooh, my boyfriend has. i'm so lost <laughs> interpreting is a struggle sometimes yeah but i so hopefully after enough practice i can kind of just take allison with me places and we should be able to communicate i should be able to communicate well with other people outside of a small uh group of friends so that'll be nice because right now it's it's hard you just have a struggle going in public yeah is that is that the thing a lot of my pronouns turn turn into just thing <laughs> oh okay no not even i just feel like the thing with the th- verbs yeah. nouns everything is thing but like just the thing is doing the, th- the thing <laughs> it's not even an exaggeration like that's what he says with no prior context just things doing the thing and i have to guess and nice. sometimes yeah sometimes i'll continue a sentence from earlier and i'll be like yeah that's the thing because you know <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I go sometimes. We never really do. And he's been like this forever. This is not like quarantine mentality. It's that's just Michael. Nice. I love it. So now that we've got that covered. What a journey it was. (laughs) It's all about the journey. Allison, how have you been keeping on? I have been keeping on pretty well. I just took uh, my last exam of my first year of graduate school um, this morning, which was such a relief. Very glad to be done. I feel like I'm done a lot earlier than a lot of other, um, I mean, colleges or graduate schools or anything like that. Um which is nice because I could not honestly have done any more online classes. I was, the motivation was gone. The frustration with technology was so high. It was, yeah, I was done with it. So, but that's done. And now I have a month off until summer classes start, which will also be online. So it'll be great. You get a nice little cool down period there. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Just enough time to get fully invested in Animal Crossing and then have it ripped away from me. (laughs) You will. I think you'll really enjoy it. I started it today. Um, Okay. I played for a few hours and, I mean, haven't done, like, a ton with my island or anything, but have started at least. That's cool. It's one of those that, like, once you get set up, it's, like, 30 minutes a day. Yeah. So it's it's a nice like relaxation tool at the end of the day to just pull out your switch and just you know do your do your digital chores if you will. <laughs> I am also excited. I <clears throat> since I was old enough to read them, I would read the entire Harry Potter series every summer. Um and so I started because spring break was just a stressful time so I actually started over spring break which was in March and I hadn't been able to get very far because of school and everything so I'm like almost done with book five right now and I plan to spend the next couple days like reading it and just finishing everything so that's awesome I was going to bring up Harry Potter a little later because I wanted I want to ask you guys some questions. Oh, that that, that that yeah. Oh, I've I've done I've done a little bit of homework. Great. So well, how are you keeping um, on, Mackie? Uh, I am keeping on well. Uh, just finished Waco, which I was gushing about with you guys. Uh, my buddy Alex recommended it to me. 
oh my gosh, so good. Uh, and then have been like up until two or three in the morning every night playing Destiny 2. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, which is apparently my new obsession. I tried uh, this Google Stadia platform just to give it a shot and tried Destiny on it and was just like hooked. <laughs> so been doing that for like a month. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, doing well. The kids are great. Whitney's great. Um, got some cool things planned on the horizon with work and with, you know, uh, some of the people that I work with and things like that. So awesome. yeah, good, good things are happening. Um, businesses are starting to open back up here and there. Uh, but with, you know, still social distancing restrictions, mm -hmm. I'm glad to see that people aren't, like, flocking back to businesses. Um, so, you know, it's just the world is slowly opening again, and that's that's kind of nice. But my world wasn't crazily impacted anyways, because I could just do my job online, and then, like, food places were still open. Yeah. So <laughs> that was really important to me <laughs> to, you know, be able to eat out. <laughs> But, yeah. Taco Bell, yo. Uh, <laughs> oh, Alright. Harry Potter questions. Okay. Because right into I it. feel like, yeah, I feel like I just need <laughs> to ask these. And I feel like I may have asked you guys these in the past, but it wasn't with microphones in front of us, and I've got to <laughs> get it on record. So, um... I want to know your guys' favorite books in the series and least favorite books in the series. Oh, gosh. That's so hard. And if you want to think about it for a second, I'll, I'll share mine. Um, least favorite is Order of the Phoenix because, yeah, I know, I, I knew we've talked about this before. Michael just made the face of all faces when I said Order of the Phoenix. Um, I feel like hardly anything happens in that book other than the owl tests and Sirius Black's, sorry if it's a spoiler, but death. It's not a spoiler. Um, it says owl test. You can call them. Isn't that what it is? You can call them owls. Oh, O W. Excuse him, what? O W L's. So yes, uh, I feel like nothing else happens in that book, and Harry just spends the entire time just kind of being pissed off. Um. That's so. That's that's Miley's favorite one, uh, and then my favorite one is Half Blood Prince. Mm. I think the Half Blood Prince kind of like reignited the wonder for me in that series. Um, after the plot that was Order of the Phoenix for me, he's making a face again. I can't wait what? to hear it because his favorite one's got to be Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> I don't think Order of the Phoenix is my favorite one, but Ugh. for you to say that nothing happens in it is far fetched. I, th I would I would argue that nothing happens in Half Blood Prince. Oh, bro! Except Dumbledore dies at the end. Like you get. Oh, spoiler alert! You get, you get like. You don't get a lot. I feel like you oh, get you get so much. You you learn like about his like history though, like his parents' history. Yeah. Lillian James, man. I, I feel like I'm kind of with mm. Michael right now in that like I don't know if it's my least favorite, but Half Blood Prince, like you I and I truly value all the backstory that you get about Voldemort because it's so important to like have a little more understanding of how he came to be who he is mm -hmm. or was. Um but like it's also so frustrating because like Harry has suspected Malfoy throughout literally the entire book and instead of taking the opportunity to explain that this is kind of a plan Dumbledore literally is just like no drop it don't don't talk to me about it like we're not talking about this right now we're gonna go into the pensive and that'll be it um which was just frustrating to me whereas for me order of the phoenix is frustrating in a different way and i think it's higher on my list because especially right now it feels so relatable in the way that mm. government is like trying to get into education and trying to do all these little sneaky things um and then just umbridge herself as a character like 
so different from Voldemort, but so evil. And like, it's so it's just a really complex book for me to think about. I think in general, one of my favorites has to be Prisoner of Azkaban. I just, I love it. I love the introduction of Sirius. I love Lupin. He's absolutely one of my favorite characters. Um, I just think that the story throughout it is fantastic. I, I just love it. Um, I would maybe say that one of my least favorites is Chamber of Secrets. Oh, what? And it's not that I don't like it. I mean, I, I literally love all of the books, but I just think that, like, in terms of how things happen, like, it's based on this interaction with a horcrux, essentially, which is, like, so different and introduces the horcruxes so early but also obviously doesn't introduce it as a horcrux and it's like if you're starting this here but literally don't have it again until the sixth or seventh book then like what was its real purpose so yeah that's 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 just me but it's i think it's one of those details that she kind of slid under the door and was kind of like Oh yeah, that was a Horcrux, mm-hmm. you know. Like she does that a lot too. I got really invested in the podcast Potterless, um, mm-hmm. where he literally goes through and reads the books and has people on to talk about the various chapters um, as he goes through them. Um, and he really like brought up a lot of the thoughts that I had or like introduced new ideas to me. But like J.K. Rowling really does like change things that you don't realize until you're like reading the whole series back to back to back or like changes things or brings things back so some of it's really clever in that she like brings back characters that you haven't seen in a while or brings back objects um like the locket and um the beginning of the order of the phoenix coming back and all that kind of stuff but then you also have things like certain magical rules or sounds that you make when you apparate versus not making and stuff like that but that's also me being nitpicky yeah it's i think when you're building a a universe like that you're and you start with book one and you're like this is gonna be a huge series you you're not gonna know everything that you're gonna come up with on you know the publication of book one so very true there's a lot of expansion that happened and that's totally natural so Mm -hmm. so kaiser which one's your least favorite i think my least favorite i'm gonna have to go with the chamber of secrets as well (gasps) and i think that's just because i would either suck i would either pick i would either pick the sorcerer's stone or chamber of secrets but i can't pick the sorcerer's stone because that's where we're introduced to the wizarding world i think if you got to go if you go based on the books obviously they get better as she develops herself as a writer mm-hmm. so naturally the first two would be worse but i can't pick sorcerer's stone because you get introduced to magic you learn about hogwarts you just get so much new information um but chamber of secrets kind of just the way that allison said just the way that everything happens and it just seems i don't know it seems too now that i read it it just seems like too systematic i think like everything just kind of happens as you go through the thing like there's another attack then like two chapters three chapters another and then i don't know and then my favorite book what i would probably say is goblet of fire which they ruined (laughs) ruined the movies for the movie for you didn't like movies, the movie because it should have been two movies it should like, have been we cut out the world cup cut out oh, yeah. three quarters of the uh, maze and that was just dumb um yeah. but something that i want to point out that i didn't think of until just now when we were talking about the horcruxes is that there were seven harry potter books and in the magical and like the the magic world seven is the most magically powerful number mm-hmm. which i'm sure everybody else is like, oh yeah <laughs> duh but i just thought about that just now well it's also the like biblically it's the number of completion mm. yeah so sure. i don't know if she was playing on that or if she was just like nope this is what it is magically um okay. but 
I I don't know. I I I completely agree with the fault on the Goblet of Fire movie. Like they they spend eight minutes total on who Cedric Diggory is. Mm. Yep. And then it's like this monumental death, and it's like, yeah, but this dude was kind of a jerk, and then he did one redeeming thing, yeah. and now we're supposed to, like, mourn his loss? Like, what? Yeah. But um, in the books, she she does such a good job of, like, like, basically with his death, and then, like, seeing him later on in the story and things like that, uh, well, I guess I'm moving into, uh, the the play not necessarily the books um but um cursed child what do you guys think about cursed child i i mean i've only read the screen or the play right whatever you call it Mm -hmm. um it was unnecessary Oh, see, I loved it. Like, it doesn't make any I, sense. So I enjoyed reading it, and like the plot twists were interesting and all that. But ultimately, well, one J.K. and time travel is like not great. Um, right. But beside that, like the fact that you know these things happen, and then going back in time to change it and all that and how it changes the future. And I thought that was a cool concept, but also ultimately everything just goes back to the way it was and nothing actually changed. And so, like, I think that's where I struggled with it is that, like, it wasn't even like in Prisoner of Azkaban where the time travel, you literally see people in two places at once, which is also weird. But you kind of like understand the impact of it more i feel like Mm. whereas in cursed child it's just nothing changed yeah Yeah. there's there's also very little character development to like harry's son kind of realizes that oh i don't need to be a mopey kid anymore but that's kind of it (laughs) um but yeah it's i'd i'd love to see it I think I would have a, like, more visceral reaction to it if I saw it, mm-hmm. as opposed to just reading the, the you know, the manuscript, but, um, I don't know, I, I love that universe, so, like, and I know you guys do too, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, any, any more of it that I can get, I'm, like, down for, yeah. you know, even sure. if it's not, like, the pinnacle of you know what what we're looking for here so that's fair um yeah if you what you say this is just a question so because i think my answer is different for this specific question than in terms of books if you had to pick a favorite scene from the books or the movies um which one do you think would be your favorite scene I gotta think about it. Okay. Should I go? You got one? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you've got one, go ahead. So, for me, and I think that really a lot of her dueling scenes are just fantastic. Anything where these big duels are happening. So, like, in Goblet of Fire, when Harry's dueling Voldemort, in uh, Order of the Phoenix, when Voldemort's dueling Dumbledore, which is just incredible and then in book seven as well when all the duels are happening but especially the final duel and even with molly weasley and bellatrix like i think those are all fantastic but i think my favorite is definitely uh in order of the phoenix with dumbledore and voldemort just like the pure like magical power that is happening throughout that and like it's it's like Dumbledore unbridled, which you very rarely see. Um, and, yeah. you know, JK just writes it in such a way that, like, I can see it so clearly in my head, these statues jumping to life and all this kind of stuff happening. So I just, I loved the back and forth and the, the magic of it. Yes. I, before you said that, I was like, that's, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Um, and it, it, it is great but i think they ruined it with the movie i think the movie was still cool but 
if you like go and read that scene in the book, like you said, the statue's coming to life, blocking Harry. He uses or a uh, fox appears, catches the killing curse. Mm. Like just like yeah, the pure magic that you see unbridled, like you said, from Dumbledore. And then just like both of these monsters going at each other, like monster, like not bad, but you know, <laughs> greatness is going. Two beasts. After. Yeah, it, it's, it's 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 great. Um, and then in the movies, I think what they did do well is I think they didn't have like a soundtrack playing during that, so like it was silent mm. and you just heard the spells, um, which was cool, which made it like more captivating and powerful. That's super cool. My, you yeah. guys are going to think my scene's lame then. Uh, you like what you like. So, I th- yeah, fair. Um, my favorite scene, I think, out of all of them, and I th- I think it is in um, Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, it has to be. Uh, it's Harry's first Christmas. Yeah. Um, when he comes downstairs and Ron is, like, you know, shoving his face full of chocolate frogs and... He's got his, you know, his mom's scarf wrapped around him that she knits him every year and stuff. And he's, you know, he's like, well, come on then. You've got presents. And he's like, I've got presents. Like, just seeing kind of Harry evolve from that, you know, sheepish kid that's been living under the stairs his whole life uh, to, you know, actually understanding and knowing that he's loved by this family. And then, you know, he gets his Nimbus 2000 just and like in the movies i think they play it off perfectly where he just looks up and mcgonagall like smiles and nods or winks at him or something and i'm just like oh you know (laughs) like but um i do like the fact that she kind of hits on christmas in many if not all of the books uh and that she just like kind of highlights the familial aspect that harry is receiving throughout his time at hogwarts um that and then, you know, like the train sequences are always fun where, you know, all the kids are buying all the candy from the trolley and, you know, all the stuff until the Dementors come and, you know, that's in Prisoner of Azkaban. But, um, yeah, it's just, I love like the fun, magical parts in the beginnings where they're not like, this big scary thing is happening. You know, they're just like, yeah, we're freaking kids, and we live in a magical world. And then, like, the shopping sequences where they're buying all their books. Mm-hmm. And so, like, those are just, uh, for lack of a better word, magical. Yeah. <laughs> I do love those. It's, like, a little more of a glimpse into what real life is like for wizards everywhere. And especially for Harry, like you were talking about in the first book, who has literally suffered for the past 11 years and like this is the first time that he can even remember getting an actual present and like from a woman he has seen one time because his new best friend told her that he didn't expect to get any presents and she was like oh well I'm of course gonna knit him a sweater like he's part of the family now I love him (laughs) like Molly Weasley is so pure and he also gets the invisibility cloak so like he he not only gets this this new family, but he also receives an heirloom mm-hmm. from his family. Mm. And it's just like, I don't know. There's, there's something about that part that just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, um, for sure. So after that, what if you guys had to pick a favorite character? Who's your favorite character? <sighs> <laughs> That's a hard question, dude. Yeah. You go, Michael. Do you have one? My favorite character? It, 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 it's going to seem like I just picked it because we were just talking about it, but bef- I was thinking about this question before, but I don't know. I, th- I want to say like Molly Weasley as a favorite character. Not just because our cat, but who <laughs> is named after her? <laughs> but like she, like you said, pure. Like she's just so pure of heart, always good intentions. It's um, like the epitome of a mom, like a good mom. Yeah, right. Like everyone above her first. Like every like anybody in her family, she's worried about at all times, making sure they're safe. She she literally has a clock that we never see in any other wizarding house that we go into. 
of where her family is and like whether they're at home traveling in mortal peril like <laughs> she she knows the status of her family members at all times mm-hmm. and like you said she met harry once just because he didn't know how to get onto the train and then she get, gives him a gift gives him a gift every year she i'm listening to um <clears throat> the deathly hallows right now and she gives harry a watch for his 17th birthday because that's that's what you give a wizard turning of age and she doesn't give harry this the new watch that she bought for ron she gave harry the watch that was her um her uncle her brothers yeah so ron's uncle um which is just probably to harry that's even more like he gets more of that like that that part of the family like he just feels like more he got something that belonged to like like a fairly heirloom from the Weasleys, and that's just it just hits really hard. And then the way she defends her family at the end of the book um, by taking out Bellatrix. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She's just and then yeah, there's just so many points in the books that she just is the mother that Harry never had, and she just does it without hesitation and without even thinking about it. And I'm sure she doesn't even realize what what effect that had on Harry throughout the series. So yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She is. You got yours, Allison? I am torn. I really love Jenny Weasley. Um, she was so poorly done in the movies, it like hurts my heart. She had like no personality in the movies. But in the book, she is just, like, a rock star to me. And she's, like, sassy and funny and, like, strong-willed. She has no issue standing up to bullies, defending the people she cares about. Um, and does a killer uh, bat bogey hex. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't... I think, you know... She's a character who, even though she's considered a minor character, like, she still has a big impact. Um, And she's someone who I really respect because she's honest, but she's not fragile and, like, is still willing to make the sacrifice to, you know, improve everyone's lives, like, for for the better so i just really respect her i like her a lot plus who who she is to harry and everything Mm -hmm. too like yeah good choices good choices uh mine's mcgonagall ah yes i love mcgonagall um just because she yeah like ever there's not a time where she's not portrayed as just like the ultimate witch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Red with Snape. Big fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um she can turn into a cat, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but also just like and she's the head of Gryffindor House. Um she shows even students who aren't Gryffindors love that a lot of, you know, the other heads of houses were like only caring about their kids. Um, but also just like, you know, when Umbridge takes over and when, you know, Voldemort comes and like, she, like, she's in charge. Like, she does not miss a beat. Mm -hmm. Even though Dumbledore's gone, she, I think the book says she sheds like one tear and then it's back to business. Um, but yeah, her, her duels, her, uh, like just ultimate care for her students and then just the fact that she's just, like, like every single part of her being written is just, like, legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I think in the movies, they did her justice, too. I love Maggie uh, Smith as McGonagall. Such a great oh, casting. Yeah. She, thing. yes. <laughs> um, I thought she was perfect. I thought every single aspect of her character was just really well done in the movies. So I like McGonagall yeah. too because I think 
she's very subtle about how she displays that affection and even that trust like you think about how dominant of a presence she is throughout the books but then you know even in the seventh book when harry breaks into the school she's like what do you need and it's not like it's just like she loves this kid like he's 17 years old and she's ready to literally like fight to the death to like help protect him and help him find what he's looking for yeah well and like doesn't even hesitate there's no question and i think the uh she has like a healthy like the way she treats harry as he gets older is really healthy like she she treats him like a child when he's a child and then she understands and sees to treat him like an adult as he's growing up like starting in the order of the phoenix um whenever he's like so (laughs) what'd you say biscuit potter when he first gets the detentions from umbridge yeah she's like just you gotta be smart about this like you know like she's just trying to genuinely help him and but still treat him hold him hold him to a point but also give him the respect that he kind of has earned throughout the series and i do want to go back um because you said you said order of the phoenix was your least favorite right mackie yes because harry like was pissed off the whole time yes <laughs> well that and he's like <laughs> he feels kind of tra- he feels kind of trapped what you guys are both I'm laughing. laughing at michael's <laughs> face right now sorry uh, yeah he's got something up his sleeve i can't wait <laughs> no you f- go ahead and finish what you were saying well he's got he, he just he feels trapped and he's just kind of like plodding around like well this sucks this is a sucky situation i want to go out and fight and they're not letting me yeah well okay so think be in his shoes for a second he he, he wins the tournament him and him and cedric do the honorable thing winning together goes to the graveyard Cedric gets killed right in front of him, no hesitation. He sees just the pure, uh, like, violence that Voldemort brings. So he sees that, he survives that, brings Cedric back, has proof that Cedric died, right? Nobody believes him. All of his fifth year. He just fought Voldemort and X amount of Death Eaters and got out and was able to tell the story and nobody believes him and he's just he's being treated like this liar who doesn't get any credibility even though he's fought Voldemort what five four times now he's faced him yeah so or three three times so like I would be I'd be a little depressed too if nobody believes me, people in my own Gryffindor house don't believe me, you know, and then you have Umbridge coming through and just shaking up the whole way that yeah. Hogwarts is. But then he gets a little bit of hope with Dumbledore's army and then um, Cho's friend, so she has an old lady name, uh, comes and ruins that for everybody. Marietta. What was her name? Marietta. Marietta. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be a little pissed off too if I was Harry, but you know, I guess if you don't like it, you don't like it. Still my least favorite. <laughs> I think it was written well. Valid points, still blows. Uh, I understand, I understand. I just think that it was for a reason that he was like that. Well, and it's it, it goes back into his character development as well, and she wrote that book in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Um. Because none of the other ones... It almost feels like that's a halt in the adventure. Um, in some ways. Which I think it's uh, intended it's, to be because it's that whole time of the Ministry denying it. So, of course, it's going to literally, like, stall, right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's just... Still blows. <laughs> yeah. I think for future series that come out, I think it would be smart to make the movies after the books are the done. whole series is done mm. yeah because i think we see it like you said with cedric not being developed because he's mentioned um in the third book i think in the third book but we and then we see him in the third book but it's a different actor so like just having that full story to know what all you need to put in the books 
I think is a big point. Also, right. changing changing details that might be minor but are still big, like the Bavardi, no, the the Patel sisters being in the same house and not being twins. That's weird. Also, Lavender Brown was black in like the first two movies, and then they changed her to a white actress. Yeah. Yep. Which, <laughs> once she I got more I of an important would, role. The, <laughs> yeah. So it's just it, it's it's. I, I know I can see why the changes would happen, but you gotta. I think you should wait to see all the details before you try to piece together a puzzle. That especially we see in the Half Blood Prince, this puzzle was getting put together at the end for the end during the beginning of the series so see that's why i love the half-blood prince (laughs) it all fits together (laughs) but what happens during the half-blood prince we see we see voldemort's we see chapter one of voldemort Uh, (laughs) let's just read it like i just do it yeah i feel like half-blood prince you miss a lot of the conflict you get in all the other books like there's really no opposing force in half-blood prince until the end of the movie well you if have, you just watch the movie michael have, oh the book because you have like <laughs> you have the mystery of what draco's doing which like mm-hmm. okay somebody gets poisoned Ron gets poisoned um angelina no, gets katie uh well it's the same person oh my God. katie gets cursed <laughs> I'm just kidding, but like you, you, you want to know who the bad guy. That kind of happens. Know who the bad guy is? Hmm. It's Voldemort. <laughs> it's always yeah, Voldemort. but like there's just there's just there's not a lot. You we you know that a movie is less in or a book is less enticing when you're in more of the lessons than you've been in in the rest of the books. But that's that's what I loved about it. It was a breath of fresh air from like. Let's go to the dark woods and meet a centaur that we're never going to see again. And, you know, oh, he's drinking unicorn blood. And, you know, it's like, nah, dude, I'm in potions class. Yeah. Like, Snape's being a jerk. Like, you know. (laughs) Snape Snape wasn't being a jerk in potions class in the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, I know. Because he's (laughs) the defense against the dark arts teacher in the Half-Blood Prince. Okay, I apologize. I I don't know. I, I, I get it. I think, I think I would have liked. I, I mean, I still like it. I think it's one of my favorite movies to watch You're darn because right, you it like is it. a breath of fresh air. But it's not. It, I don't know. I wish we would have got all of those like being in the class. I wish we would have gotten that in all the other books. That's that's why I like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's like, it's not yeah. there. And then when if you read the book, it's there's a lot more of him mm-hmm. being in class. Right. And that's that's why that one's my favorite. And then, you know, like, just the backstory with his mom. Uh, with Snape being in love with Lily and things like that. And him basically doing everything for her. And yet still, like, being friend-zoned as the best friend and everything. It's just... Yeah. But... Allison's so making a face. I do not like Snape. Uh, okay. I, I, was, I was about to ask that question. I don't think that... His love for Lily redeems him. Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I feel like it was a very possessive kind of feeling that he felt toward her, that he was owed her, that he deserved her, um, because he had known her longer than James and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you said you said he was friend-zoned, but also, like, she had told him like you're hanging out with people who are going to be death eaters and like are proud of that and I don't like know how you can be friends with them like they're bad people and his retort is just like well you're friends with James and she's like James is an asshat like <laughs> no <laughs> and like obviously we all know James turns a corner but Snape doesn't really and he just goes off the deep end so I don't know yeah. I yeah, I'm not a Snape fan. I don't think his love redeemed him. Um, you know, he protected Harry in book one or whatever from Quirrell and whatever else. But, like, also he was super abusive to Harry and yeah. to other Gryffindors. He was abusive to Hermione, to Neville. Like, just a really bad human being, in my opinion. Yeah, he paid retribution for Lily's death. That's all he did. And he was the cause of her death. 
or it, yeah. it's the <laughs> parents' death. So like, I don't. I think he. He. Yeah, he just paid retribution for it. Like, that's all he did. He was still abusive to Harry, like you said. Like, he's literally treating an 11-year-old boy terribly because of the relationship he had with his father, whom he had killed? No. No. He's my yeah, that's fair. <laughs> were, you, were you a semi-fan of Snape before? Not necessarily, like, fan of Snape, uh, but it, like... His death in the Half Blood Prince, um, solidified. Huh? He died in Deathly Hallows. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Oh, Dumbledore dies in Half Blood Prince. Right. That's my bad. Um, solidified a little bit of like legendary status, mm. if you will. Like, just because he's you know he was one of the wizards who perished under. Voldemort's regime and you know like he he did do some good mm. and stuff like that but you know not necessarily a fan of the guy because he does like you guys said just ultimately torture Harry yeah. like he's just horrid to him but I don't know love like, me some Neville though oh, love yeah. Neville. Snape is definitely a complex character um mm-hmm. I don't know if I full JK has described him as like fully gray I don't know if I agree with that, um, but I do understand the complexity of his emotions and, like, what led him to do certain things over others. I just don't think that they're all justified. Yeah, that's fair. I like to think also that if Voldemort would have interpreted the prophecy in the same way but chosen Neville's family instead, Snape would still have been his right-hand man, you know? And he would never oh, yeah. have gone to mm. the to the, to the the side of good. So I just think to change sides for one person maybe doesn't make you great. So. An interesting point. Fair. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all I've got. I don't have any more questions. <laughs> well, we talked about Frozen 2 on our last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's 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 finish this with Frozen Two because I made, yeah. I made Michael watch it while we had dinner tonight. Made um, right, yeah. So I didn't waste my time. We have to talk about that. <laughs> you, uh, I I may have watched it again today. So <laughs> then we're <laughs> all well. fresh. It's great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So better than last time. Yeah, I think it's better than Frozen One. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just oh yeah, it's so good. I struggle. Yeah. So my thing, I struggle to say one is better than the other because to me they're so different. Um, and I said this to Michael last night after you guys had finished talking about it, just because like I think the concepts of what they're exploring are so different. So one is literally like acceptance and coming into your own and that kind of thing and even then it's very complicated and then the second one is super just emotions all over the place for all of these characters um oh yeah and so i appreciate like the maturity and that kind of growth that you see in the second movie but i also still i mean can't not love the first one (laughs) Oh yeah, the the first one is still yeah. gold, you know. <laughs> but I I think the second one edges it out, and I'm not like it's vastly better, you know. It's just I think it's I think it's a more cohesive mm. movie overall, like thematically, than the first one was. Um, Elsa's growth, and I and I always. I'm sure Whitney hates it, but I always comment on the fact that when she's walking in, um, like, the place that's all frozen and she's seeing all of her memories mm-hmm. and stuff, when she sees herself singing Let It Go, she yeah. shudders. She's like, ooh. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, she's like, alright, let's stop that. <laughs> like, that to me is, like, just, it's, it's subject of her character growth. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I'm not that anymore. You know, I'm, I'm 
grown mm-hmm. from right. that. And then, you know, her her parents' story is beautiful. And, like, I, I still, at fourth viewing, or maybe today was five, I get choked up when she's singing and her mom starts yeah. singing in, like, the big, you know, frozen mm-hmm. room. And, like, she gets choked up and I'm just like... <laughs> it just uh something about it it's 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 special yeah i'm curious i don't think it touches on it in the in the movie but i'm curious as to why uh their dad didn't remember she never told him but <clears throat> i'm wondering now there's a scene where they like are playing together in the forest as kids there's also a scene where she their mom is like i have to tell you about my past so when he says in the very beginning that i don't remember i'm wondering if he just said that for the girl's sake because be very intense to be like yeah all this fighting broke out this mist was coming down and your mom who was a child saved me somehow so, well, also like the mini war that occurred, yeah. <laughs> like not only was my father lost, but you know, your mother's people's leader was lost and like all these people are trapped in the mm-hmm. forest now. <laughs> um, I, I think there's credence for him being facetious there, but for some reason, Whitney kept telling, like, she told me the second time she watched it, she's like, yeah, he d- he doesn't know that she's the one who saved him. Yeah, yeah. But how could he not? Because like, you're right, He there's the scene where she's like, I need to tell you about everything. <laughs> right, so it, it doesn't make sense. So maybe there's there's something we're missing, or there's something that they're going to put in. There's going to be another just, yeah. Frozen. Yeah. Mm. I don't mm. know. Or maybe... I need one of those. Maybe... Put- put it up on my wall (laughs) yeah or maybe like the trolls have some part in that where his memory was altered in some i don't know it's weird Hmm. i don't know why it just doesn't make sense why but they also were not in the movie at all yes so i want to i want to touch on that so they're introduced at the beginning to just come and like show what he sees or whatever and then they don't i don't think they see him again at the end of the movie which i thought was strange but to go on your point of last on the last episode you said that you felt like Kristoff didn't need to be in the middle part like he could have been a beginning at the end kind of how he was mostly for frozen one he was right. in like the last two uh last like three quarter or whatever last third of the movie but because mm-hmm. because he looked oh no he didn't where was Kristoff? wait Kristoff was in the first one right he was in the first yeah. movie the whole was he there for the whole adventure with Anna, pretty much. He's there as soon yeah. as she walks into the into Odin's shop. That's true. Okay, so I guess what I was thinking okay. is that it would have made more sense for Kristoff to stay behind with the people of Arendelle and, like, play the role that Hans played by, like, taking care of them. Yeah, because they're the, just left alone. No, no, no. Like, the, 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 the the lead troll was like, I'll look after the people. But like... Yeah, but... He's not a part of Arendelle. He's, he's like you? off yeah. in the middle of the woods. I don't understand. Like, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. I think that they should have left Kristoff behind. He'd do his thing, take care of the people. When they come back, he proposes. And then we end with a marriage again. Or not again. We end with a marriage. Another celebration. Also, the coronation. We didn't get to see the coronation. Which is nope. weird. And then Allison pointed out that she sent him she sent a message after her coronation uh via Gail. And it yeah. said charades tonight at eight or something. Don't be late. Trades on Friday. I don't know if that's what it yeah. said. So, it's on yeah, Friday. on Friday, and then Elsa gets on the horse to ride to Arendelle. Oh, I didn't think about yeah. that. Like but, why would she go th- unless it would take her until Friday to get there? Unless well that's also a good well. Yeah. Or unless it took Gail that long to bring the message to her, which if you're the freaking wind. (laughs) No, but also what Allison pointed out to me at the end of the movie was like, so she 
can't miss charades, but she can miss the coronation? Like, she wasn't at the coronation, if that's the case. She that, hasn't been back to Arendale. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense, you know? She missed their wedding. Uh-huh. Were they married at that point? Or have they not gotten married know. yet? When did they get married? I thought are they you, were married at the end. Are you, wait, are you just assuming she hasn't been back? Yeah, like, oh. no one's seen her. We didn't her. see her go back, yeah. That's true. We didn't see her not go back, also, maybe. I don't know. The timeline at the end is very weird. If Yeah. That's the well, case. I also don't like Kristoff's whole, like, you get this for one hour. Like, dude. <laughs> it's dress clothes. You can deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you bought dress clothes at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Also, you're literally married, like, gonna marry, or if you haven't already married, a queen. Like, it's gonna be yeah. expected of you. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I think I think they wrote Kristoff in a way, you know, like a stereotypical bro boy. Oh, for or sure. Just a stereotypical bro, you know. So I, yeah. I, I guess that's just what they were trying to play off of. I don't think it worked well. And then like Olaf like jumps out of the clothes, he's like, "Oh, you can last that long? That was terrible." I don't know. It was just weird. The whole thing at the end is weird. Yeah. <clears throat> the, it's it's got a weird structure at the end. Like the the journey's over, and then they're just like. Okay, we're done. Yeah, like, right. how do we wrap this up? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, yeah. And then whenever she turns the water spirit into snow so she can ride it on land, mm-hmm. I feel like it was faster for her to ride through the water. But I don't know. Maybe maybe the water spirit likes to ride on land. I don't know. It's, it's just interesting the way that the movie ends. Yeah. But it was good. I liked it. I gotta rewatch Onward oh, now. We you just you did, did that, that yeah. for me. Mm. So, yeah, now I gotta watch Onward for you because yeah. I thought it was good, not great. We covered that in the last episode, but I don't know, I just wanted I wanted so much more from it. Yeah, I think once I guess you just have to be in the mindset of what it is, and then maybe yeah. it's better. I didn't really know much about it going into it, so I didn't have any expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that might have helped me with it. But yeah, I guess knowing that it's not going to be this epic tale might make it better of a better watch for you. And I hope it does. And I hope you get to see those little details that they put in all throughout the movie. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Faux show. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess that's everything we have for this podcast, yeah? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Allison, it's been fun to have you I on. very much enjoyed this experience. I hope uh, I qualify to come back another time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I don't think... No, yeah. Yeah, sure. Whenever you'd like, we are available. <laughs> yep. We post the podcast four times a week. So yeah, okay. You got four days in the week. That, it's uh, the same episode every day. <laughs> no. As often as we can record, we're going to record. Yeah. You know, if there's a week or two in between, whatever. But yeah, that's the journey. So well, anytime uh, Harry Potter is on your mind or Disney or pretty much any like fantasy type stuff. Uh, eventually Animal oh, yeah. Crossing when I get maybe a little more into that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, we're, that's, that's kind of the, the beauty of, of this one is that we can talk about yeah. anything. So very. Can we talk about like drugs and doing drugs? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Oh, it's okay. not on the table. Um, so not anything. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, do drugs. But yeah, Macular. like, you know. Don't say no. that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, an ibuprofen once every three to four days. Um, if just I'm one. feeling... I, no, let's be real. It's more like four. Um, <laughs> a good cat. Yes. For those of you who can't see, Michael and Allison's kitty cat is actually scratching her post, which is something that most cats never do. <laughs> Matthew speaks from experience. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. We we spent 
I think, $100 on a big old thing. And the cat, like, sneezed at it once and then never looked at it again. So Dang, that's, that sucks. Uh, it's, you, you live and you learn. So. All right. Mommy went, had... Sorry. Go ahead. No, you guys went the right route getting the small one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah, Molly Molly hasn't gotten up on the back of the couch yet, so she might not be a climber. I don't know. I would assume Give it that. time. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. She'll be on top of the fridge soon. Yeah, she likes to jump She gets on top of the... And then pause the TV. She likes Some One time she jumped up on the TV, like, she was, like, stretching on it, and I was like, no! I got scared. Very scared. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, on our latest episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next one. See you later.